Hi, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights, Your Questions Answered. Today is September 29th, and my name is Ellie Molina. I am your hostess, and it is my pleasure to share with you a little bit about myself and my guest today. So first of all, I am an author, a psychic, an educator, and um, a consultant. <laughs> and we'll sidetracked right now as this is a live show. And today, while we're waiting for our guest and our people to come on board, um, I'm going to just talk a little bit right now about some astrological happenings uh, that are happening right now. And one of the things that uh, is happening astrologically is that it is a Venus trine Neptune. And Venus trine Neptune today in Scorpio Pisces is that Cupid is going to be doing above and beyond his normal thing. So if you're looking for a little bit of romance in your life, today is a great day to get out there. And one of my mottos is always to look good, feel good, and smell good. Um, this is shared with me many, many years ago from a close friend. And she said, always tell your clients, you want to look good, you want to feel good, you want to smell good, and then get out to the world. So um, this morning, my guest is very special. And there's a really very special, special story that goes behind this. And I'm just going to wait and see if I can get her connected. Um, good morning, well, Carrie Ann. Are hi, you? Ellie. Oh, there you yes, are. Hi. I am. I did it. <laughs> Yay. I was able to get on. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone listening to the show, um, one of the things about doing a live podcast is making sure that the guests are always here. And because it's live, it's it's not something that we can go in and fix while we're doing it. So I just want to welcome all the people who are in the live room right now, Carrie Ann. We have mm -hmm. a number of people joining us live. And it is my intention that they come and ask us some questions as we continue. But I am really, really excited to have everybody here today and you. And you. let me, yeah, let me just um, introduce Carrie Ann to everybody. Uh, this is a kind of long bio, but I love it. So I'm going <laughs> to tell you the story. Carrie Ann is an award-winning author and historian. She's written nine books and eight of them have been awarded um, uh, have been awarded. And she's been um, in the New York Times, Newsday, Distinction Magazine. She's appeared on CBS Sunday Morning Show and The Ticket, uh, Long Island News, and thinking, The Thinking Writer in East Hampton. She's also served on the Board of Trustees as the first vice president for the Huntington Historical Society for six years and as a trustee for the Greenlawn Centerport Historical Association for three. She is the recipient of the Top Advocate for Historic Preservation and Education Award from the Oyster Bay Historical Society, the Huntington Heritage Education Award from the town of Huntington, 
and Women of Distinction Award from the New York State Assembly. Carrie Ann is also a food writer, and I have to tell you something, I am stalking her to find <laughs> her where she goes to eat, because she'll post some really great places, and then I write them down, and I go. <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> so, just, <laughs> this is yes. what stalking is all about. Um, and Carrie Ann is also the President Emeritus of the Long Island Authors Group, and she is a well-known speaker, and her her rooms are standing room only when she does her lectures. So you can visit her at com, And I'm going to put that right into the live chat box. This is the advantage of having a live chat box. And um, anybody can find you here yes. who's on the call live and they can look up your bio. Mm -hmm. Um but now the I'm other, going to share. The other thing, Ellie, I just want to add to that. If they can't, if they have trouble remembering how to spell my name, you mm -hmm. can also get to my website through ghostsoflongisland.com. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> that might be easier to remember. Ghosts, plural. Right. Ghostsoflongisland.com. I'm going to put yeah. that right in here. Yeah. So either way, Carrie Ann Flanagan-Broski or ghostoflongisland.com. Or if you cool. just Google Carrie Ann Flanagan-Broski, it'll pop up my website. Ghostoflongisland.com. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, Carrie Ann, I have to share the story about how and why I have stalked you for two years. <laughs> yes, okay? yes. And it all began in 2006 when I was still living in Great Neck, New York. And one of my favorite places is... Um, Cold Spring Harbor. So I had taken my son to Cold Spring Harbor and we walked into the the sweet candy shop, so to speak. I, the, you probably remember the Gourmet Goddess. Yes. So I walked into the Gourmet Goddess with my son and he picked out all kinds of candies. And I then at the counter, as I was checking out, what caught my eye was Ghosts of Long Island, mm -hmm. Stories of the Paranormal. So I picked it up. And it was signed by the author. So I said, I got to take this. I got to take this book. So I took it home with me and I started using it in my classroom once in a while to fill in. Oh, wow. Yeah, between, you know, we can't always be teaching, you know, grammar and all of, you know, writing and everything. There's The kids got to have a break. Mm -hmm. So I would read them ghost stories and, <laughs> and stories about Long Island. I mean, right. they lived in Queens. It was very possible for their parents to take them out on a day trip to go to these places. Mm -hmm. So life went on. And then at the very last day, um, right before I was moving to Washington and leaving school, my administrator said, hey, you know, Ellie, I'm going to take you out to dinner. Where would you like to go? So I said, I want to go to what was once a very famous brothel <laughs> <laughs> yes. in Cold Spring Harbor. Mm -hmm. And it was the 105 Harbor. Um, that was what it was called back then when I went there. And there were some wonderful stories in your book about it being, you know, uh, ghosts. And, mm -hmm. well, you know, these stories are just incredible. And anybody who's interested, I'm not going to talk about the stories right now, but the book is amazing. So then fast forward, now I'm living in Washington, mm -hmm. 2009, and my son and two of his friends come to visit the I bring them all to New York. And I said, you know what? You really need, to, you kids need to see Long Island from a different perspective. So we are going to go on a ghost hunt. And so I took them, I, I took the book 
And we used the book as a roadmap to go looking for, we went to the candy shop, we drove past 105 Harbor, mm -hmm. we went down the road, um, the, the most haunted road. Sweet, you know, Hollow, sweet right? road. Oh, I took them all over the place. And they're like, are we going to see ghosts? Are we going to see ghosts? Sima, keep your eyes open, keep your eyes open. <laughs> I love it. So then when I came back to New York in 2019, I ended up in Huntington. And I found out, I don't know how I even found out, mm -hmm. that you lived in Huntington. It may have popped up on Instagram or mm -hmm. Facebook. And you had just had a book come out. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to contact this lady. This is mm -hmm. not a coincidence for me. He, you know, I've been stalking her since, two, not stalking, I didn't even know where you were. <laughs> but since 2006, right. you know. I picked up your books and then I picked up the other one also that came out. There was a part two, um, Ghosts of Long Island. And so it's been my, you know, it was my go-to book during days where I wanted something to teach that was a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. So here we are now, yes. 10, like a little over 10 years later. It's a and story. And I have you on the phone, I, I mean, on the internet, um, and I would love to just ask a couple of questions before before I just let you talk. Yes, and, my... and it's great for me, Ellie, because <laughs> we became like Instagram buddies over the past couple of years, and then we wanted to get together and COVID came and it didn't work out, but here we are. So thank you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, I love it. And I love the work you're doing. I just, I am, I'm a big fan. Can you tell? So... <laughs> I, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> So my first question is, what had you just, you probably hear this a lot, mm -hmm. but you know, what had you go into, into this area to do this historical writing about Long Island's mysteries? It's very interesting because my degree is actually in photography. I specialize in photojournalism and I had worked for Newsday as an intern and then I worked for some local papers, but I was always interested in writing and uh, I was moved to Huntington 30 years ago. I got involved with the Huntington Historical Society. So I saw um, how important it was to preserve our history here on Long Island um, and especially in the town in which I was living. So I started my own column, uh, which I was photographing and, uh, you know, teaching the public about these places. And I was doing a tremendous amount of lecturing that led me to write two books in 1995 and 1997 on Huntington's history. But oh. when you're researching older homes and things, there always seems to be a ghost story or two that pops up. So after I was doing a bunch of these lectures, the Historical Society said to me, you know, Halloween's coming. Would you like to do, you know, I know you have like one or two ghost stories in each of the books. Could you maybe put a lecture together? So I said, sure. You know, we have our, our old uh, historic Conklin barn at the Conklin house and it seats 50. Well, uh, my husband and I decorated and webbed it. We had things happening during the, the lecture, but it was standing room only in there. Um, it seats 50. We had about 100 people trying to get in. I said, I can't believe all these people are interested in ghosts, right? <laughs> so this became an annual thing. And um, after a while, people would say to me, you know, this stuff is great. We love it. Why don't you write a book just about ghosts? And I wanted to be taken serious as not only a writer and a journalist, but as a historian. I didn't want to be labeled as a ghost buster. Um, but over time, I saw that there were, you know, different shows coming on. You weren't thought about being crazy if you believed in this stuff, which I did. Um, I've had a lot of religious experiences, a lot of paranormal experiences. So it is something that has always been a part of me. Um, but I needed to, how, how, how did I, how would I learn the paranormal end of this, of what to do? 
So um, as luck would have it, in walked Joe Giaquinto. This was in 2005 uh, or 2004. He attended my lecture. He was from Hampton Bays at the time. And he happened to be um, a medium and a paranormal investigator. And I think my, my dad, who had passed uh, from the other side, he told me, this is the guy to work with. And I mm -hmm. asked him right on the spot, would you work with me on these book projects? And as you mentioned, Ghosts of Long Island, Stories of the Paranormal was my first book. Um, the second one was the sequel to that. Mm -hmm. I also wrote, wrote Historic Haunts of Long Island. And now this one that just was released September 13th was uh, Haunted Long Island Mysteries. But in between that, I had done some other books. I did um, Historic Crimes of Long Island. That was the one that came before this. I wrote um, my first novel called The Metal, which has to do with Padre Pio, the saint who bore the stigmata. It's a very, very powerful faith-based book based on a true story of what happened to me the night my father passed away. Um, and I also co-authored an Italian cookbook um, in between the two first ghost books with uh, Mr. Sausage in Huntington. So that's where <laughs> my food thing gets in there as well. And I was, uh, you know, I had worked for Edible Island for a while. But with, with the books, though, with these books, what's been amazing about it, Ellie, is that when I started it, you know, I, I was looking for historical places, but I included things that people would, would say, oh, well, the Amityville Horror, Sweet Hall Road, this and that. But I wanted to show, and this is what I teach in my lectures, that Long Island is more than the Amityville Horror, okay? We have a very rich history here that needs to be preserved. And we also have a lot of spiritual things that go on in our lives daily. So the books have really evolved into um, something so different and something so positive. People will come up to me and say, oh, I saw a paranormal activity. Is that what you do? And, and it's not. I don't go around and see blood dripping down the walls and things flying right, around. Right. It's more very subtle things. Joe and I stay on the positive aspects of spiritual communication and um we teach local history and what better way to learn local history than through a ghost story. Absolutely. And that is why, that is why it was just so fascinating for me when I picked up the first two books and I'm going to go get the other ones uh, mm -hmm. very soon, mm -hmm. uh, but I want to, and I'm going to have you sign them for me. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Only one of the things that I just really loved about working with these books, with your books when I was teaching is that it did give the children the, I taught middle school at the time. It did give them the, um, glimpse into how rich Long Island history was and is, and that it's it's not just oh yeah Long Island the beaches you know so right. this was this was really wonderful and you know here's the thing also from the craft point of view your books are really well written and that is just that's something that is very important as you know as an educator and English teacher mm. just looking at the craft alone of the your books how well written they are. Uh, you're you're just amazing as an author and fascinating too, just fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, I, I appreciate you saying that because um, I had originally intended these books to be for an adult audience, but I over the years have gotten a lot of parents coming up to me thanking me for writing these because their kids not only were reading, but they became interested in local history and they were able to either do drive-bys at some of these places or many of them are open to the public. And that would 
encourage their kids to say, mom, dad, I want to go to Raynham Hall and Oyster Bay, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And as far mm -hmm. as how it, uh, how it reads, I wanted it to be interesting. I didn't want it to be this boring history textbook kind of thing. So what I've done is I take the reader on the actual journey of what it's like for Joe and I to do these investigations. We interview people and you read it back and forth as if it's a work of fiction and it's a work of nonfiction. We've mm. also included it. The book is interactive. It contains EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomenon. And that's our communication with the other side through recorders and what we use. It's called a ghost box, which is actually a transistor radio where the line has been cut and it continues uh, constantly moving and we get live interaction from the other side. So what readers can do, we have the transcripts in many of the chapters of uh, this book. You talk, which book? You're talking about the newest one now, yeah, right? Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. It's also, we have some from the other book as well. But if you go onto my web, if you get the book, which you also, by the way, can get through my website, I mm -hmm. uh, will personalize and sign them. You okay. can purchase it directly through me if you want a signed book. But when you get the book, go back onto the website. There's a link that will put you to Joe's page. And you could literally read the transcript in the sections of the chapters and listen to the EVPs yourself on the computer, which is an amazing thing. So the book is completely interactive and we leave it up to the readers whether or not you hear what's going on uh, with our conversation with spirits from the other side. So it's, it's really fascinating. People love them. We also play them for live audiences. And uh, we have the fall book tour coming up. You could see my events on my website. There's a total of 23 events. Mm. 16 of them are in person. And the ones that Joe are with me, we play the EVPs for the audience as well. And you sh we show it on a screen, the transcript. That is very cool for anybody who is in New York or on Long Island or anywhere around us. And even if they're online, I saw you do this with Joe on the webinar. Mm -hmm. I, yes. I was on one of the webinars that you did during COVID mm -hmm. and I watched um, you and Joe do the EVP. And it was it was totally totally fascinating. Yeah. And um, so if anybody is interested, you know, please pick up some of Carrie Ann's books. I'm going to say don't get just a copy. Pick up some of Carrie Ann's books. You know, really. Right. Yeah, I have all of them listed. And also, if people are not in New York, I do have a lot of virtual events with the libraries, and you could just you know sign up with them, and uh, you could watch me from your living room and see the EVPs in the PowerPoint presentation from there. That's so cool. So cool. And I, this all, this, all this information is on your website so they yes. can go and they can mm -hmm. find it. Um, very, very cool. I have more questions. I have more questions. Mm -hmm. um, but before, before I, I just want to share a story because, you know, and that's what we love to share stories. Right. So I was at the Commodore Perry Hotel in Austin, Texas, and there is a room and in the, um, it's, it's not really a hotel. It's a hotel. And, um, I think I have to remember her name is, um, she was the caretaker. Oh yeah, her name um, at the Commodore Perry suite back in the 19, early 1900s. And her name was Laverne. Mm -hmm. And they said though that Laverne's suite is haunted. And so everybody's like, yeah, sure, you know. And I went into the Laverne suite and as I was talking about it being haunted, the lights in the bathroom started flickering. 
And I was able to capture this. Now, you know, you could say this is coincidence. I don't right, know, right, like, right. how often do your lights go flicker in your bathroom? Right. And I was videoing it while I'm going through. And I was saying, oh, Laverne, this is so beautiful. I love your room. You know, I can feel your presence. Oh, yeah, you know. Right, <laughs> and, yeah. and the light. Now, I don't know if I can I feel Laverne's presence. I was uh-huh. just talking to the room. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the light started to flicker. And I said to my son, you see this, right? And we had it on video. And he's like, yeah, I see this let's go and I said no we're gonna stay, <laughs> we're gonna stay here we're gonna stay here we're gonna talk to Laverne but it was just really cool and, and yeah. I I just love these things um Carrie Ann if is there a particular I'm gonna let the, the callers in a minute ask questions too right. but is there a particular um story or haunting that is let's call it your favorite uh, I have a lot of favorites but I'll quickly tell you too one is about William Sidney Mount, who was a genre painter from the 1800s. And this has been an ongoing story. It appears in, in several of my books because the communication that, that I personally, which I don't consider myself a medium, but everyone has abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, the communication I've had with him is absolutely fascinating. And it took Joe and I a couple of years to be able to get access to his house in Stony Brook. And he has made his presence known to us um, through orbs, through, I mean, unbelievable. And you could listen to this on my website and hear, this is from the past book, if you go on to mm-hmm. uh, Historic Haunts of Long Island, you could read communication that we had with William Sidney Mount on the Ghost Box recording. He's appeared in my office, not that I could see him, but I could totally sense him and hear him. He has helped me write the stories. That has been an incredible thing. So that's one thing. With the new book, um, there is the story about his house in there, and we had phenomenon take place. Um, But the other fascinating thing, this was totally something new for me. We were at the Long Island Maritime Museum at Sabo, and very, very haunted, great history. And we were talking to the director in the their library room, which is beautiful. And they've had a lot of phenomenon in there. They have sailing trophies that go around the entire room, like on the very high top shelf. And there was one section that the trophies were missing. And I would say it was probably about three or four feet in length. And I had questioned, I said, you know, the room is so beautiful. Why are there no trophies on that one section? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, that's because the ghost is constantly knocking them over and damaging them. And you could read this whole story about, about what she's experienced in the book. So, after we did the whole interview and I, I was getting cold spots and it, so was Joe and she had gotten a phone call. She left the room and she said, you know, you can go around and take pictures or whatever. So we were looking around the museum. We eventually turned back around into this library room and, and it was only Joe and I, and um, it was, you know, it was towards the end of the day, we were wrapping things up. So I shoot with a Nikon D80 camera. So it's a, it's a big heavy camera with a flash a battery pack, the whole thing. And when I'm not photographing, but I'm holding it, I have it in like my left arm in like where my elbow would bend. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holding it like that. So my mm-hmm. right hand was down on my side. So I'm looking around the room and Joe just happened to put his camera up and start a video. And I was in the video and all of a sudden my camera started taking pictures on its own. <laughs> and, and I look and I'm like, what the heck, you know, and, and I hold it up. I'm like, Joe, do you see this? And he's, he's videotaping. I said, the camera is taking pictures. There was no self timer on. I was nowhere near the shutter. 
and it took three pictures. Um, there was nothing of interest in it, but just the fact that they were messing around with the equipment was <laughs> unbelievable to me. And I put the picture in the book. It's a crooked picture. You see Joe with his, his, his iPhone up videotaping and I label it as a photo taken by a ghost. So that was, <laughs> that was, that was a first for me. And that was uh, really stood out in this particular book because I just never had that happen before. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, the things that probably happen while you're going into the home, into these homes and into these historical places mm. um, could be sometimes hair raising and you can, and you just feel their presence at times, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I've developed that over the years. De definitely a hundred percent. That's so cool. Um, I, when I went to the restaurant, I have to tell you, I was like, Oh, but I want to, you know, I, I couldn't feel anything. <laughs> is it probably right, right, me? <laughs> right. But the thing is like, you have to treat them as what they are, which they are people. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's why I don't, people say, do you watch the shows that are on TV? I actually don't because I don't like how they do things. They're screaming, right. demanding to come out and perform. It's not a performance. Right. These right. are people, someone's grandpa, someone's aunt, you know, someone's parent, you know, treat them like, people and you get more you get more from them you know right. with respect um exactly. totally and that it's not just the phenomenon you know again this is just something this is a little bit like tangent and then i'm going to open it up but it also in the work that i do when i teach psychic development people come to me mostly for the phenomena okay mm -hmm. we want to bend spoons and mm -hmm. and it's all interesting it's all great you know bending spoons and and right. remote viewing and doing all of the phenomena mm -hmm. but there's such a, another level to it yes. there's a level of consciousness and the level of awareness and the, mm -hmm. and that we are all connected and that brings us to the the the, the I guess it's not, for me, it's not even a belief. It's almost like a knowing mm -hmm. that there is no time, right? So therefore people who have passed on that we still access them, just like you were able to, just like the entity, the spirit of William, William Morris, is that his William, name? William Sidney William Mount. Mount, um, yeah. That his, his spirit, his essence was able to come into you and that you could channel him yeah. or channel through him, whatever the work is that we do, that, that the entity of him came in so strongly to help guide you. Yes. And that is all for me. This is, you know, this is my everyday life. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing about, do I believe it? Or do I think it's real? For me, this is real. Right. So it it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent real. And, and the books have evolved into very spiritual things too, with a lot of spiritual stories. Um, I have in the, the last chapter of this book is the communication from this young girl, Rebecca. Now this is a modern day. Now she died in 2016, she was a horseback rider. Her parents owned Sundance Stables in Manorville. She died in a tragic horseback riding accident. She was like on her way to the Olympics. She was mm. 22. And the communication with her that I have had has been beyond. And the things that I've experienced, I've confirmed with her mom. And she says, it's definitely her. We're actually doing an event at the stable fundraising event uh, for the foundation on October 16th. But oh. yes, and what I do when I lecture, I teach the difference between ghosts and spirits and that life does exist beyond this one, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and that communication is possible. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. I'm going to 
connect with you later. I want to find out more about the event. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one thing, though, and thank you for sharing all this and your information and your wealth of knowledge. I'm going to encourage everybody on this podcast or listening to the podcast, really pick up Carrie Ann's books. They're phenomenal. You know, again, you don't know if you're listening to this, but until you're reading her work and getting involved in it and you see what she sees and how she writes, you know, this is all just a story. So to have the experience, I highly encourage everyone to pick up at least one one book by Carrie Ann. It, it's a game changer. Thank um, you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I just, if, does anybody have any questions at all right now? You could type them into the chat or you could call in. So I have that option here. If anybody wants to ask a question of Carrie Ann, now's the time. And I'll just give this a few moments. And thank you. I see a comment from Josie saying, I'm loving this. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for listening, Josie. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all. Uh, yeah. No comment. No, nobody. Nothing. Okay. Um, sometimes people are a little bit shy. <laughs> I, know, I that too. <laughs> when I do my lectures and then all of a sudden at the very last minute, there's like 10 people that have a question. Yeah. Uh, Tell us a little bit about, so if no one for like, what, until we end, if no one's got a comment or a question, um, Carrie Ann, what's the next thing that's coming up? If people wanted to find you, they go to your website mm-hmm. and where can they, they can then get on to a, a live zoom. Is that what you were doing? Um, there's a couple of things that I have. If you go onto my website, uh, the first thing I would encourage people to do is you could sign up for my newsletter. So you would get a monthly newsletter and then, um, like during the book season, you'll probably get an email once a week. Um, that tells you where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing that week. But then I have an events page, which will show you each of the events I have throughout the month of October through mid-November. And um, there'll be information on that. I'm not doing any uh, webinars through myself. They're, they're through, uh, that's what I did last year. Right, right. These are through different libraries. But all you have to do is contact the library and, and sign up to get the Zoom link. And um, they will give you the instructions directly. That's not coming from me. But you can then also see where I'm going to be speaking in person, which ones Joe Giaquento's coming with me. Um, I also have one lecture coming up uh, that's a virtual for historic crimes of Long Island. Someone had wanted that. So Mm -hmm. you could see all that. And like I said, you can buy the book directly through. It's free shipping and it's personalized and signed. Um, you could get that and you could see the other books that I presently have. The Ghosts of Long Island books are um, out of print now since they've been oh. out for a long time. So keep that copy, Ellie. It's a collector's edition. But you can, <laughs> you can get it. Yeah, you can get it in e-format. But uh-huh. um, there's also a children's book, by the way, um, if people uh-huh. are interested. This was I a new project for my, for, my, for my publisher. They had contacted me. Um it's written, it's called uh, The Ghostly Tales of Long Island, and it's by Rachel Kempster Barry, but it's adapted from my book, Historic Haunts of Long yeah. Island, and it's adorable. It's really, have it. really cute. So it's for middle rage. Oh, you have it. Okay. I have so that, that one. <laughs> so that one you can get and uh, as well. I'm selling that through the website. So yeah, um, yeah so it's it's good. Yeah, I picked that one up when it came out. <laughs> oh, God, I'm glad. That came out right before COVID struck. I know, I know. So, big fan over here, yes, Carrie Ann. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So Carrie Ann, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your uh, knowledge and insight about Long Island with the listeners. And again, just going to tell everybody, please pick up one, one or two or more of her books. They're amazing and phenomenal. Even if you don't know anything at all about Long Island, New York, now you will. Yeah. yeah. So again, thank you, Carrie Ann, for coming. And I'm going to sign up for your newsletter as soon as I get up and order my copy. Uh, I'm so glad. (laughs) Thank you, Ellie. And I want to thank everyone listening. I see Eva and Thomas like the program too. So thank you so much for having me. And uh, I just really appreciate it. I I appreciate the support very much, especially after coming off uh, last year when my book tour was canceled for my past books. Um, It was was a challenge. So I do appreciate the support. Yeah, you're so welcome. And I'm glad that and, and again, this is live and we go out to all the major stations after with the recording. Mm-hmm. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie Ann. Thank you, Josie and Eva and Thomas for being here today. Um, and code 2310. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, Carrie Ann. All right. Thank thanks, you. Ellie. Thank you. See you bye soon. Bye, everyone. Okay, Take care. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.